HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Emmy Cheese, specialty cheese from Switzerland made with heart and heritage. For more information, visit emmyusa.com. It's time for lunch. Welcome to Time for Lunch. This is a place to learn about eating, cooking, enjoying, and sometimes playing with your food. Each episode, we cover a new subject. I'm Hannah Forden. And I'm Harry Rosenblum. Tune in for food, fun, and flavor. We have a special guest here for lunch today, and it's up to you to guess who they are and what the theme of today's episode is. Are you ready? What shape are you? Hmm. Well, I'm kind of like a cylinder uh, with like a narrower top and bottom. Hmm, okay, well, I'm stumped. Are you, uh, are you grown or made? I'm grown. Hmm, are you a vegetable, fruit, animal, mineral? Most people would call me a vegetable. I grow in big fields, and right about now, the plants I grow on are getting really tall. Hmm, okay. What part of the world are you from? I'm originally from the Americas. Hmm. Are you yellow? Sometimes yellow, sometimes white, and sometimes other colors, too. Ooh, okay, I think I know. Corn! I love corn, and I know I got some really delicious ears of corn in my CSA share this week, which I've been eating. I love corn because it's super versatile. You can have it in a salad. You can have it on its own. Not to mention popcorn, one of the most perfect foods in the world. Harry, how do you like to eat corn? I like to eat my corn right off the cob. Uh, I really just, you know as fresh as possible is how I like my corn. But I also really like to eat Johnny Cakes, also sometimes called Journey Cakes. And I would say that they are even more American than apple pie. It's a dish, if you've never had Johnny Cakes, that was created by native people in the Americas and then eaten a lot by early settlers because there was a lot of corn around. So it's ground cornmeal that is then mixed with water and then you fry it on a griddle, but I've seen some really old recipes for cooking it right on the hot rocks next to a fire. 
So it was an easy thing to take with you. You could carry the cornmeal, and as long as you had water, you could make yourself some Johnny Cakes. And I like to eat them with maple syrup. And in fact, it was a favorite breakfast food of George Washington. Hi, I'm Frank, and it's time for some corny jokes. What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? Where's popcorn? What did the corn say when it was complimented? Aw, shucks! Now it's time for our question of the day. The answer to this question is somewhere in the episode, so listen carefully. How many kernels does an average corn cob have? Keep an ear out for the answer. Harry, do you know what an origin myth is? I do. It's a myth that tells you where something or someone came from, right? Correct. Well, believe it or not, one of my favorite origin myths is actually about, you guessed it, corn. That is the theme of today's episode, and that is really cool. Can you tell me more about it? Definitely. So, do you know who the Mayans were? Yes, they're an ancient culture that was indigenous to a part of modern-day Mexico, right? Yes. Mexico and throughout Central America, actually. The Mayans lived all throughout countries like Guatemala, Belize, El Salvador, and Honduras. Book illustrator Luis Garay is going to tell us all about the Mayan origin myth. He's a book illustrator and drew all the pictures from this week's book recommendation. So stay tuned to hear more about that a little later in the show. They have two gods, the, the gods of the, of, the, of the heaven and the god of the earth. Okay, uh, those two gods, uh, they got together and they start to think about uh, that the, before the, the earth was, was created, I mean, the mountain, the nature, everything, the animals, uh, it was just sky and water. Okay, and they start to decide that uh, they, they need something else because uh, they need some kind of human beings uh, because those human beings were going to be in charge to always remember them, to um, venerate, to uh, calling sometimes on their mind, to pray for them. I'm always interested to hear about how different cultures account for creation. And they, um, the mountains start to grow and start to shape the rivers and so on. And when they got all the landscape, they realized that they need something else and they create the animals. But uh, when they create the animals, they saw that the animals were going to, um, to remember them, to pray for them and so on. And they, they found that the animals just made noise. Okay, they create uh, small animals, big animals, fishes, uh, all that's on the nature on the ground. And then uh, all these creations is happening in the darkness. And they were worried about uh, before the, the light uh, come out, uh, they, they wanted to create the human beings. And they decided to do the first creation was the clay, the, the, man, the clay man. And uh, the clay man was uh, very pretty, has a human being shape and so on, but it was very soft. Okay, when it get into the water, it start to melt. And uh, he couldn't speak, but, but beside that, he didn't have any feeling, okay, any soul. And they realized that that was not a good invention, and they decided to destroy it. The second creation is, is the people of wood, okay, and they start to, the same process, 
before uh, get the lights uh, or the day on, uh, they start to do uh, this, this process of the creation. And they realize that these people, they could talk, they could move, they have children, they expand on the, on the, on the landscape, they start to uh, uh, live in different places. But they realized that those, those, they could speak, they, but they didn't have any feeling. They didn't uh, have any reason. So they, they, decided, they, they saw that uh, they were not the, 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 the uh, human beings that they wanted to create because uh, they were worried about to be, to be remembered. Okay, and, and the last creation uh, is when they decided and they called uh, a lady is the grandmother. They call his, her name is Exmukane. So they call her and to help her, uh, to ask her to help them to create the mains. And they decided that those mains or those human beings, to be uh, uh, more specific, it's uh, it were going to be made of uh, corn. And so they, they uh, went to a, a place that where the the the, the corn was uh, cultivated, and they took some of the Cornels and they brought it and to a specific place and they start to do the creation of the of the um, of those human beings. So the corn kernels were like seeds for human beings. Exactly. That's why uh, when now when we start to see about how uh, to talk about the corn or the mice, it's, uh, we realize that these people is coming from from the earth, from the mother earth. They belong to that because of the corn. That's a great story. So corn is what connected the Mayan people to the earth. Yeah. Corn was the only material the gods could find that would give the people emotions. Want to hear something even cooler? The gods used liquid from cacao beans to give people blood. So it was like the corn people had chocolate blood. That sounds delicious. Thank you so much to Luis Carre for teaching us about Mayan culture and mythology. We'll be right back with more corny tales after this short break. Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, specialty cheese from Switzerland made with heart and heritage. Since the early 1900s, Emmy has been a passionate supporter of small farmers, cheesemakers, and family tradition. They believe in sustainable agriculture and respect for the people, land, and animals that make their business possible. Remaining dedicated to tradition, they strive to lead the industry in innovation, ensuring they bring you only the highest quality, best-tasting cheese from Switzerland. Emmy is best known for being the number one importer of Swiss Gruyere in the United States, in addition to many other specialty cheeses, including premium Kaltbach cave-age cheeses, Appenzeller, Tete de Moine, and traditional Emmentaler. For more information, visit emmyusa.com. Welcome back to Time for Lunch. This episode is about one of my favorite summer vegetables, corn. Now it's time for some fun facts. The ear, or cob, of corn is actually a flower, and the kernel is a seed. The average ear of corn has about 800 kernels. Corn can also be found in many non-food items, such as fireworks, glue, paint, dyes, laundry detergent, soap, antibiotics, cosmetics, and in the production of plastics. Wow, I prefer my corn just as corn. 
Me too. You know, the United States produces over one-third of all the corn in the world. And the world record for tallest stalk of corn is over 33 feet. That's pretty tall. And very hard to harvest. Yeah, you have to get a giant to pick the corn off that stalk. Well, maybe if you grew a beanstalk next to it, you could pick the from the giant, you know. But um, An ear of corn has one strand of silk for each kernel of corn. Okay, it's that time, I think. Let's get our wiggles out with a dance break. This week, we're excited to share a recipe from Chef Zarella Martinez. Hi, I'm Zarella Martinez. Well, it's not really a recipe, but it's a way of making a steep recipe. Zarella lives in New York and grew up in northern Mexico. Esquites, or as it's sometimes called, Mexican street corn, is a super simple dish that adds cheesy deliciousness, a little acid and spice to corn on or off the cob. This is one of those great recipes that you can adapt to your taste. You'll need four to six ounces of corn, two tablespoons of mayonnaise or Mexican crema, one tablespoon lime or lemon juice, cotija cheese, or if you don't have that, grated parmesan or finely shredded cheddar, and lastly, powdered red chili to taste. Oh, I know the most important part. It's dried, powdered chili, not chili powder. Because chili powder has a lot of other spices that people don't necessarily like. Now, if you're doing it off the cob, you want to mix all those ingredients together, give it a taste, and add salt if needed. If you're doing it off the cob, then you can simply spread it over your cob. Sorella recommends using frozen corn because the texture turns out a little bit better. She's noticed that corn grown in the United States has a different taste and texture to corn grown in Mexico. I have written extensively about corn. I have a 4,000-plus word article on corn in the Daily Meal. So I've been talking and writing about corn for my entire culinary profession. The, the, the other thing about corn, I grew up in a cattle ranch, and we make tamales de Elote, which was one of the few tamales that are made with fresh corn. And, you know, the Mexican corn is completely different from the corn available here because Mexican corn has a soft starch, which makes all the tortillas and everything that you eat with fresh corn chewy and wonderful. And, you know, it's just a totally different texture. Thank you so much to Zarela Martinez for sharing this recipe. 
She and her son, Chef Aaron Sanchez, will be joining the Heritage Radio Network family very soon with their new show, Cooking in Mexican from A to Z. You can subscribe and listen to a trailer for the show on your favorite podcast app. Before we wrap up today's show, we're going to hear a book recommendation from Emily Kunkel. She's our associate producer. So I'm Emily. I'm an HRN intern, and I've been helping with Time for Lunch. The book is called The Popol Vuh, A Sacred Book of the Maya. And I actually read this book when I was in school, maybe when I was 10 or 11. And I'm really excited that we were able to hear the the story from the illustrator, Louise, earlier in the episode. So the book has a few different stories about the, the origins of the Maya people. And a lot of people actually say that this book is like the Mayan Bible. This particular version is a version for kids that was translated by Victor Montejo. And he was he's a professor and really knowledgeable about it. And he made it a very accessible translation so that everyone can enjoy the story and it talks about how the Mayans came to be and the different gods that they have and some of the some of the other stories they have in their mythology. The group of people that wrote this book, the Popol Vuh, they were called the Quiche Mayans. So a lot of people think the Mayans were just one big group, but actually there were a lot of subsets. So the Quiche Mayans are from Guatemala and some of the surrounding peninsula. I thought it was really cool to learn that in this story, the people actually came from corn because I think it speaks a lot to the importance of corn in in food from that region. And if you eat Guatemalan food or food from Central America, you really see corn pop up in everything from tortillas, just like corn on the cob. It's, yeah, it's very prevalent and it's cool that it's built into their history. I'd recommend it to everyone because I think, you know, as as kids, we hear a lot about Greek mythology or Roman mythology, but there's, or maybe even Egyptian, but like, there's so many other cultures that never get talked about, but have just as cool stories. Well, thanks, Emily. And thanks for all your help with Time for Lunch. No problem. At the beginning of the episode, we asked, how many kernels does an average corn cob have? And the answer is... The average ear of corn has about 800 kernels. Thanks for listening to Time for Lunch. We'll be back next week with more tasty stories. The show is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Harry Rosenblum and Hannah Forden, with engineering by Liam Warner. Emily Kunkel is our associate producer. Our theme song was composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Liam Warner composed our Fun Facts song. Time for Lunch is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. You can learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Time for Lunch is powered by Simplecast, and this program is also supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. Extra special thanks this week to Emily Kunkel for taking the lead on this episode. We're so lucky to be working with her. And listeners, please stay in touch. You know how much we love to hear from you. So if you have a joke you'd like to share, or if you just want to tell us what you have for lunch, we'd be so happy. You can send us your recipes, poems, book recommendations, or anything else you think we'd like. It's super duper easy to record yourself using the voice memo app on an iPhone. You can ask a grown-up to help you email us at timeforlunchpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to include your name, 
age, and address so we can send you a little something in return. Thanks for listening.